the wake of a long and terrible war, our story awakens. With a future that is challenged by evil forces and tempered by powerful magic, a world struggles to find its destiny. A destiny which you now find yourself a part of, as the prophecy has foretold. These are the savage tales of Eberron. Now, settle in and prepare yourself for the thrilling adventures of our brave crew as they seek to make their own fate on this week's episode of Mourners of Lazar. Hello, I'm Ernesto and I'm playing Truco. I'm Ellie and I'll be playing Dana. I'm Kevin and I'll be playing Rustle. Hello, I'm Michael and I'll be playing Torlin. I'm your Dungeon Master, Philip. Welcome to the uh, Savage Tales of Eberron, the Mourners of Lazar campaign. Thank you for joining us tonight on session 14. And uh, for tonight's background question, we have where in the world do you most want to visit before you die? What is the reason behind that wanting to go to that place? Well, in the case of Truco, bear in mind he's quite young. He's, he's 20 years old and he, most of his life is just live on Metrol and then from there up to the sea on Lazar, going, going just sailing. And what he, he did hear on Metrol about this amazing city and the, basically the most known city on Corvair, which is the city of towers, the city of knives. It's something that he really heard a lot of it during while sneaking into some no novel people and people of power that were talking about this amazing magical place where there is like a lot of places to climb and a lot of places to sneak into others people's properties and just get a lot of like a lot of opportunities to, to, to just roam around and, and, and lots of culture and a lot of shifters from what I get, a lot of other, like a lot of diversity, which Truco does like. And yeah, what he has heard so far, Sharon seems like the most attractive thing for him to see before he dies. Well, Truco, if I get to see the, that one place I want to before the keeper takes me, maybe it would be best if you if you just stayed in the shadows. You know, I spent I spent a few years after the war, well, during and after in high walls, and when I was there, there was this there was this fellow who would tell the most ridiculous stories about what things were like up in the skyway. And there was this one restaurant we all heard about called the Celestial Vista. And the way people tell it, up there, there's... Well, you can see the sky. You can just see the sky all around you from all directions. And there's good food, and there's dancing, and there's the, <laughs> the fanciest people you'll ever meet. And, you know, it's gonna sound funny coming from me. I've always been a more practical person, but... One of these days, I want to end up in that ballroom at the Celestial Vista, maybe even wearing a ball gown, and I don't know who would laugh harder to hear me say that, Father Mazzello or Torlin? Those all sound lovely. Unfortunately, I'd have to bring the moon down a little bit, because there's only one place that I gotta get to before I die. I gotta go back. I gotta go back to Metrol. I saw it when 
the mists started coming out. But then after that, I mostly just spent the time in the, the Karn POW camp. And I've heard all the stories about the wall of mists, the faces of dead people, higher than even airships can even sail across. But I know Metrol's still in there. I can't help wondering what happened to everybody. And I gotta go back. I gotta see. Well, I, as Thorland, will also do a, a very nice transitioning segue into my story. You see, I've always wanted to go to the, the Roar Holds and see the face of Roar, or as the tail spinners used to tell me, well, the Goliaths would call it uh, Fjellhelik, which would translate to something like the Sacred Mountain. It always seemed like a good challenge for an aspiring dwarf 10,000 meters high in the sky. No dwarf known alive has ever come back from an expedition to its peak. And, well, always just seemed like, even for somebody not as well-suited amongst dwarven clans, you know, well, we take to the seas as uh, cauldrons. We're not like those drawing ass with their strength and their confidence and their embracing of the wilds. And we don't have the strange powers of the symbionts like uh, Clan Soldarak or anything like that to help us along. But just making our way up that mountain with sheer wits and skill, that would be a story to tell. Nice. Thank you for all those. <clears throat> no notes were taken in these stories. I believe Dana has a recap from last week. Boy, do I. It's the third of Volarune, and I was having a real bad day. Torlin was still in a cage set to be keel-hauled in not quite 16 hours, and I had no idea how I was going to get him out of there. But I didn't have to worry about it for too long, because moored off this little island, and when you know it, here comes a ship right across the other side, flying the flag of the dire sharks, no less. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in Port Verge. Hope I don't run into anyone I know on that ship, but... Well, we gave chase. That big cannon in the front of the Stormweaver finally saw some action. Master Krines told told me and my friends to take the pilot house of this ship and made Torlin a deal. He could fight, and if he came out the other end, well... He wouldn't be killed by Mika Rockface. Easiest deal that old man ever took, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> so we caught them. We crippled them. And I tossed across a line to start to, to get over there. Some folks went to cut it, and wouldn't you know it. I had a feeling Russ had a few tricks up his sleeve, having been one of the Queen's own, but man, did he put on a light show. <laughs> And then we start going over. Truco, I lost sight of him right away. He's he's up there somewhere. Torlin barreled right in there. I told Russ to go and I'd be right behind him. And as he as he did, he put away his wand for a, a knife, his uh his Tago knife. Guess he wasn't kidding the other night about it being used for war. Anyways, he made it over there and I look up, he's he's off balance. And there's there was a sword coming right down on him. I almost lost Torlin three hours ago. I'm not gonna lose anyone else on this Kyber damned ship. And I ran over there 
And I just screamed at that sailor to stand down. And I don't know if I got splashed in the face or by one of those jars of acid or fire Truco's been packing up above in the rigging, but my face just started to burn. And I, I guess that other guy got splashed too, because he missed us by a mile. We, we took him down. Torlin on the other side of the deck was keeping busy as usual. Host only knows what Truco is up to, but heard something about Scourge being on deck, heard a yell go out, so I imagine he's real interested in that right now. But long story short, we took the pilot house, I took the wheel, few folks surrendered, I can still hear fighting. But for now, everyone's still standing, and I call that a, a much better day than it was a few hours ago. All right. So yeah, as just mentioned, there, there's still some fighting and everything like that going on. So the battle isn't quite over yet. There seems to be a lull where all of you are at. However, is there is there anything anybody wants to do in particular during these few moments break? These guys here, they've thrown down their weapons, right? The guys on the quarter deck with us? Yeah, yeah they threw down on the weapons, kind of went down to their knees, kind of have their hands presented. Nah, Mika told us to take quarter deck, hold it, don't go anywhere, stop them from leaving. We've done yeah. all that. Hold in position. We we'll, would we'll like to get back to his original position, unseen whenever, whenever possible, with Rust and Dana and Torlan. Oh, yeah. Um, since you've, since you've shifted, you should have been having an additional plus two on all your checks to swing different places. Yeah, not that it made a difference. Not that but... it's matter. You've, you've been rolling really well. Uh, give yeah. me a notice check. All right. Now, give me an athletics check. All right. We'll be with the plus two. Uh, I think it's plus four because your rope monkey also gives you a plus two. Oh, right. Yeah, um, I believe not. Not just in this case. I've, no, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't give I'm you falling, any bonus. It, it, it just me, allows yeah. you to do it. Okay. All right. Um, so that would be a twelve. Yeah, that's a success with two reasons. You have no problem getting over. But like, as you, you like grab a rope to swing over, and just as you kind of let go, you see a moment down below that kind of some of the fog on the deck parts, and you see Miss Mr. Lagra down there fighting one of the sailors and. In a moment, you actually see her kind of like present her cutlass and like punch it forward like she's punching with the hilt, except she doesn't make any contact with the guy. But in that moment, you see this huge like blast of water come out from the cutlass and catch the sailor and just topple the sailor over the edge of the gunnels and into the water. Remind me not to bother with Lagra. You know, and then you kind of come swinging over the other side, you know, and the fog kind of just yeah, yeah. Um, comes back over. So, yeah, anywhere to the front of the quarter deck is kind of where the, the main mast is, or you can go on the back over by the, you know, some of the rigging over by the poop deck, pretty much kind of wherever you want to be. Uh, yeah, whenever whether you put me, I'm okay with uh, Okay. Next to the bolt. Yeah, because it's a success with two raises, pretty much you get to go wherever the hell you want, pretty much. Okay. <clears throat> I'm fine though. Is anybody doing anything in particular? Uh, I guess Torland, you know, if any of the individuals that he's subdued are coming about, he'll just give him a good little knock with the haft of his halberd. Yeah, no, nobody seems to. They all seem. You go around kind of like check 
I mean, what, you took out like three or four of them or something like that? I think the count was four. Yeah, so I mean, you go over, kind of check the bodies real quick, and they all, they're all kind of like, they're out cold. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but I think the damage rules were like a cumulative 100 plus. <laughs> I'm just going to... What is that horn tooting I hear in the distance? <laughs> horn. Battle cry. I'm just going to keep holding the wheel, keep an eye on these fellas who have surrendered, and yell over my shoulder at Torlin. Torlin, we have the wheel. Very good. What do I do? Disarm him. <laughs> are you asking Dana what do you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm just letting him know where where we're at in, uh, in the fight. What are your orders, Captain? Faber, don't call me that where anyone can hear. Just j- just come. Come, we'll, let's stick together. Russ is going to start just kind of like kicking the weapons away from the surrendered pilots or pirates sailors probably over just into like a little pile Jaina you seem to you got something on their face there maybe some soot from that wall of fire <laughs> it's quite impressive there uh, Mr. <sighs> I don't know should I call you Riskel or call you like Sir Wizard or something just rough I rub at my face just kind of on all around did I get it nope keep rubbing still there uh, it's... It's got kind of like it, a blue tint to it. That's strange. It's burning a little bit. I think I must have got hit by something. Also, out of character, we established that Torlin absolutely knows what this is. Did we? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we established My god, that. it's a dragon mark! <laughs> <laughs> Are you actually... Is that actually Torlin dialogue? <laughs> sure. <laughs> what? Torlin, that's not funny. No, he's he's not wrong. Uh, I'm not know. laughing. I I don't know which one it is just by looking, but that's a that's a dragon mark. I thought you put that shield up around yourself. Well, I did put up mage armor, but the that other barrier that's that was all you, Ms. Dana. Oh, Kyber, and it's it's on my face. Oh yeah, you're you're not. You're going to need a lot of makeup if you don't want people to see that. It's like a blue mascara. Better than uh, Prince Rockface's. <sighs> Fuck, Torlin, this isn't funny. Okay, just, um, well, well, we'll sort this out later. What's happening down the deck? What do you see? Everybody can give me a notice check. And Ruskell, at this point, you'll need to expend another PowerPoint to keep the duration of your mage armor active. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. That's a three for Torlin, and I'll keep it. Yeah, you're that- you're you're not even bothered really kind of looking around much. You're you were distracted both with her dragon mark as well as kind of like like we said earlier, checking the bodies to see, you know, make sure that nobody else is coming too. The nine for Dana. Truco's quite perceptive with M10. That's a three for Russ. Uh, he's paying attention to the disarmed sailors. Okay. So you're just keeping an, you're just keeping an eye on the disarmed sailors? Have yep. you done anything with them? Uh just again, gotten their their armaments, anything that they've they've dropped. If time permits, he might start going around and, you know, checking them for other hidden weapons, knives in the boots and shit like that. But okay. I think I think this is all moving a little bit quickly for for that kind of in-depth search. 
Well, I mean, it's certainly something that you could start going going up towards them and sure. But they're they're disarmed weapons. The ones they threw down are getting separated from them. Right. Okay. And it's kind of at that moment through the through the clouds, some more people are coming up on the quarter deck. We are going to draw some more cards for this. Orland's uh, inspirational tune will be wearing off right about now, by the way. <clears throat> and hopefully all of our our friendly swabs have survived because of it. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't dropped your fighting back down yet, you'll want to. Jack of diamonds or three of spades, Dana? Jack of diamonds, please. Ten of hearts or queen of spades, Russ? Queen of spades. Queen of clubs, actually. Not that it matters. And uh, Truco gets a joker. Uh, hey, why? Why now? You weren't even trying. This is the fucking irony <laughs> of last session. After last session. <laughs> it, and incidentally, we I made like... sure since there was no joker drawn, that, that the, the deck, deck is stayed the intact. same. All oh, right. Okay. Okay. So okay. That that's that's better because it makes me like I, I reduce the odds or I yeah uh, yeah. You I totally had like two. Okay. Jokers. Good. So you you yeah, plan yeah. to make future Truco very happy? Yes. Yes. I was thinking it's in totally my future self, which is that a good card. Thing. And, uh, <laughs> and I no longer have hesitance. So let's just make sure that's off my character sheet. The the tweaks aspect of it, anyways. I've just disabled it. So. <laughs> okay. And this. On hold? Just You're gonna hold? Okay. Yeah, I don't see any immediate threat threats, right? Like or someone coming at us? Uh, does anybody want a new card? Almost everybody got a face card except uh Orland. Oh, I am spending a Benny for a card. And keep me on the card. So kind of up this ladder, you see, it would be at this point that your firewall would have diminished Russ, because in game terms, this is this has been like you know four four or five rounds, you know twenty or thirty seconds. So certainly enough time for you to like kick the weapons further away, start searching some of the pirates. You can hear that most of the combat on the deck has died down. You can hear Truco had a ten, right? And Dana had a nine on her notice check. That was correct. Yeah. So Dana, you can actually hear that kind of like most of the combat that you hear kind of on the ship definitely seems to be below decks, probably in one of the either in the mid deck beneath you guys or the or the uh, cargo deck. You can hear some fighting going on. Truco, you I mean, given that you have the Joker, so it kind of fits. You kind of see three people kind of running up, really heading right towards the dinghy on the starboard side of the ship. I believe so. Yes, starboard. All right. Uh, so as um, I see these three individuals approach, yeah. So yeah, you. I mean, you go on hold. You see them kind of running up. You can interrupt anytime you want, since you have the Joker. And I will. Oh, okay. And I will do. Do they seem to like be aware of me, or do I don't? I don't know that. They're pretty focused on the dinghy. All right. So I will do the following. I will do a triple action, which I never Ooh, did. And nice. I will throw a dagger to each one. Okay. So let me now, see how serves, I do this. You've thrown two daggers so far, correct? Or has it been uh, three? It was one. No, oh, yeah, two. Sorry. You the threw one a Master one. Scourge. You threw one killing 
No, the I threw the that... alchemy fire at Master Scourge. Uh, okay. So I threw the one to save uh, Rockface, then another one to to the sailor that was at the at the wheel. Okay. So two daggers. Just keep so in I track because three... I believe it, throwing these three daggers will be you'll be without your throwing knives. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. My <clears throat> my last my last three knives. So I already have them, and then I select knife, and let's see if I three actions. There you go. Just target one for each roll. Otherwise, it's going to try and apply the same attack roll to all three of them. All right, and that would be it. Uh, do I select the drop or not? Do you have the drop? I'm not going to give you the drop because it is in the midst right. of combat overall. However, I they I'll let them all be vulnerable to your attack. All right. So I roll. Let's see how many. Oh, the three actions doesn't do doesn't do well. That what that's the first one. Six. That hits. Do I roll first the attacks or or the damage of this one and then the other ones? Oh, for some reason last week it was including your Joker. This time it's not. Oh, so oh. that would be. So it's including my. Um, ah, so it's it is an eight. Minus that's four. A, yeah. That's a raise on that one. So go ahead and roll raise damage. All right. And I have this funny edge that is called Deadshot, which when I have a Joker, I get oh. to double the damage of my first attack, which doesn't come in handy now, but yeah, I can use it. So raise damage. It's not looking good for this guy. Yeah. So that will be a six multiplied by Double two, damage, 12. that'll be a 12. Yeah. Um, and I will keep that. Oh, and plus the Joker. So that's 14. All right. That just drops him. All right. Next one. So yeah, there you go. Untarget him. Target the next one. Uh, All right. This this one is going to have do dim illumination because they're coming out of the fog. Oh, that will be then a minus something. Dim. Yes. Minus, so minus do the two. three actions: illumination, dim. All right. So let's move the next one. There you go. I selected dim. Three actions and nothing more. I guess. Do I roll again or I select this? Uh, I will do this. This. Dim. Three actions. Roll. And that is oh, okay. something high. That is an 11 plus, <laughs> I believe, 2. It something is like that. not including the Joker again, so it's oh. a 13. 13. Success uh, raise with the raise. Go ahead and roll. All right. Roll the this raise one damage. is not double because I read the edge and it's this, just the first. That's a 10. Take out, take out another one. All right. <laughs> Let's go for the third one. This one's also dim. Dim, three actions. And rolling. add a plus two. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, I was going to say add a plus two for the, since it's not including the Joker. So oh, that would, would be a three. I will then. re-roll that with a Benny. And I will select the modifiers. I don't know if that applies. Probably does. No, some seems like not. Uh, why not? I will re-roll again. Uh, that's uh, minus one because of all the things. That'd be a one because you have a plus two in there. There's another okay. double ace. That's better. Hey. Uh, that's an 11 uh, plus two, so a 13. Raise damage. Raise damage. Damn. Sorry, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> 21. What's going on? 21 damage to the familiar first mate. He's getting awful familiar yeah. with you. Well, Truco's real salty. He didn't get scourged, so he's just taking it out now. He's just, yeah. I mean. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I need to like show a, off. Like a Final Fantasy limit break. I tell you, the mustache on Suggestive Sailor was... Oof. It was pretty suggestive. <laughs> so, considering that, before we go to anything else, 
just to give you a sense, Rust, you kind of see as these three just kind of like come up, you see the three, the three sailors in front of you kind of like tense up, like they're about to do something. And then like just all three of these, as they're coming out of the fog, just doo, 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 just drop, right? And the guys kind of, and the sailors like see this and then they don't do anything. So that, uh, that effectively ends any additional combat here. All right. Uh, and I will stay where I am because I think that that's the best position. I I think Russ would have had a, a clear view of somebody throwing daggers from up in the rigging, as well as Dana. Yeah, can uh, can I see that it's Truco in particular? <laughs> yeah, I mean at this point with three daggers being thrown in quick succession, it's not it's not hard to track that at this point. All right. I, okay. Yeah, so I, I, will, I, I will add the flare of using my movement do i have movement right yeah to 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 go down and just like three-point lightning like next to the three dead guys i just yelled down from the quarter deck at you truco stand down these men have surrendered i've promised them their lives Uh, okay that that was too late of uh of something to see all right yeah no i if you want to perish in the same way, and I will shout to to whatever there there are like other guys like coming uh, coming right right something like that. Uh no. Oh okay okay so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well they they may or may not be dead. <laughs> oh okay I will I will check on them if if they are or not dead. You know Dana if uh, Rockface were to hear us communicating I think she'd have more of a problem with your tone of voice there than with me calling you captain <laughs> well we'll burn that bridge so, when we come to it Torlin these men have surrendered to me they are under my protection now you know what that means I, I, I'll follow the orders I wasn't suggesting otherwise so give me a healing check Truco a healing check all oh, right yeah that will be untrained so uh, where it is there you go that is two, which I don't know why. I have a trade modifier of minus two, I don't know. Ah, yeah, Adam, I know. From, from Untrained. Yeah, 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 sorry, two. And I will keep that because it's in character. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you you just grab your daggers back and just, you know, not even really paying attention to them. So, <clears throat> you know, given like another 15 or 20 minutes, you start to see kind of like the fog dissipate. You see, a number of the sailors are down. Quite a few of the crew of the Storm Reaver on the deck. You see Prince Rockface kind of come out from the hold below, carrying what seems to be somebody's head. And she just kind of like throws it up and goes, ah, and then just like tosses it overboard. And there's like great like celebration amongst the ship. And Prince Rockface looks up at all of you, kind of at you first, Truco, and she kind of nods at you and goes, well done. Smiley back. Good job holding the quarter deck. All right, boys, let's see what we got here to loot. And Prince Rockface kind of starts barking orders to you guys as well to kind of like go down into the hold of the Majestic Griffin and kind of see the cargo that's down there. And there's a, there's a lot of back clapping and slapping. I mean, everybody in the Storm Reaver is quite elated you can tell pretty immediately that uh, like whatever flagging spirits there were is like really disappeared and dissipated at this point from a, a nice combat that's happened. Um, I, I will I would say after the combat, I will probably approach Dana or the group 
and say I don't I don't think they they will want to keep them alive. I don't know what do we do with them. Oh wait, you have a jellyfish on your face. I just like slap <laughs> Dana on the side of her tattoo. I just look at I just look at you oh. and and all this like oh. weirdness and stress and everything that just happened and I just throw my head back and go <laughs> It doesn't come off. What? What? Yes, Truco. Yes, I do. What? Did you need? You need something? It's. It's. It, you need medical attention, or or, or is it? You know what, what they do with jellyfish strings, Truco. I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't presume that. No. Uh, but what? What do you have there? Is it? It's, we'll. We'll talk it, about it later. All right. By the way, now that I know that it's. It's not the jellyfish. Looks really nice. And you? Yeah. And I'm heading back to the cargo. Yeah, he figured it out faster than I did. <laughs> well, he, incidentally, he there was a new. Something. Incidentally, there was a new quest about capturing the Majestic Griffin, which all right. you all seem to have completed. Mm. Well, Do we have a, the time a being... sound? Like, ba 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 You do now. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will do that. <laughs> Through the whole campaign. So the crew of the Storm Reaver is first, you know, tasked with like collecting prisoners, whatnot. Fortunately, it seems actually the three that you just threw daggers at, you find uh, Hakrili, who also kind of on the side doubles as the healer on the ship. All three of those survived, actually. Oh, nice. They're they're in bad they're in bad shape. You know, everybody you knocked unconscious, Torlin is that unconscious. That's good. And yeah, there's. So there's a lot of like the camaraderie and backslapping and stuff like that, and everybody's cheering. Even even people, I mean, aside from Master Scourge or Miss Logger, even some of those that are like unfriendly to you or outright hostile, you know, there's some backclapping and stuff like that that goes on from the successful capture of the ship. And hopefully these new swamps are better sports about uh, <clears throat> getting a clogging than the Storm Reavers. Yeah, Prince Rockface orders everyone who's uh, still alive from the Majestic Griffin to be disarmed and paraded down into the uh, bilges for the evening and locked up down in the bilges of the Storm Reaver, not of this ship. All right. <clears throat> looks like Cutthroat's going to have quite a bit more wheel and dealing to do then. And your business, Truco, as well. I mean, it's, it's free to take. I don't know. We should go. Uh, is everyone going to the cargo, or is it like just officers, or like inspecting and getting stuff from the ship? It's something that anyone can um, do, or is something that can I steal things? Basically, you can try and steal things. We'll say for the that previously it has been discussed and shared amongst that. The way the Storm Reaver works, actually, Prince Rockface lays claim to all booty on the ship. Oh. And then based on what's held in, everybody gets a share of the loot, right? right? And swabs and riggers get one share. Officers tend to get more shares than that. And that'll be divvied up, you know, as, you know, the haul is calculated. There was a call out for, you know, first one aboard gets an extra share. So that was you, Truco. Hopefully someone saw that, yeah. 
Is it yeah. one of those situations where loot's kind of divvied once you get to shore? That's how it is in all the um, pirate books. That's what you're kind of expecting, yes. So that's what would happen. You know, certainly doesn't stop Truco from trying to steal something. I mean, if the opportunity allows it. So, like, after, like, some of the cargo is being transferred from the Majestic Griffin to the Storm Reaver over the course of the rest of the evening and stuff like that. But you can also tell already that some of the sailors, they're already start. you know, Grog has been... That's a word I'm looking for. Rations of Grog have been opened up. It's clear there's going to be a party celebrating the victory. Crime does come up to you, Torlin, and says that the captain's quite pleased with the work you did. You held up your part of the bargain. I should hope so. They've replaced those three lives I was forced to defend myself against with uh, four new ones. Probably done some, really. Excellent. Well, you are... The captain certainly doesn't look favorably upon what you did, so you will be getting six lashes come tomorrow. Oh, that's just a pleasant surprise from her. Don't tell her I said that. You see crying kind of just... He gives you like a wry smile and just kind of snickers a little bit and walks away. So it's clear that with the like transferring of the cargo and the investigating of the ship and stuff like that, like I said, there's going to be a celebration and drinking and partying is going to be happening kind of all night long. And Prince Rockface is letting it go on. So what what are all your roles in all this and that kind of celebration and whatnot? Well, Torlin still has a, a bone to pick with old Master Scourge. And, you know, if he wants to find out in some way or another if uh, Scourge had sent his syncophants after him, you know, the, the day before, two days ago, how long, however long it was, <clears throat> we get the sense of some time passing here with this uh, sorting through the loot and dealing with these new uh, swabs. So... I think Torlin approaches Truco and, and Truco, you've had it out for Master Scourge for some time with all of this cheering and festivities, you know, maybe we'll have an opportunity to get some dirt on him. Oh. If he oh. slips up and gets a little bit in his cups. Hmm, that's actually a really nice idea. Yeah. Yeah. Also I need I need to know something just to check on Scourge as well, just to, just to know if he's aware of things. But yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I might, I mean, no offense, but we're both kind of conspicuous with that degree. Maybe we should enlist like uh, Konkabar or, or somebody who's a little bit less on his bad side. Uh, keeps out of sight a little bit. And Konkabar seems the type that would be uh, involved in some... <clears throat> festive drinking. And I'm kind of curious how the old gnome managed to uh, survive this whole thing anyways. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't think anyone is on the good side of Scourge. So that... Well, Funkabar you is know, the active well. bad side, and then there's the uh, the sort of bad side that you just kind of let other people oh. take the lashing. So that's Conquer. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, the bad, bad side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are on that yeah, team. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk to him. So, oh. so you're you're interested? We're interested into either I don't know if I interpret, interpreted this correctly, Michael, to sneak or, or to hear conversations from uh, Scourge 
or it... to if he isn't drunk to maybe persuade him to be more drunk yeah yeah i mean sneaking sounds great if if truco is all about that torland's idea is to, is to kind of maybe get uh Gonkabar to uh listen in for him all right see if he can convince him to give us a favor I believe, yeah. I mean, if do you do you know Gunkabar? I do have. I do have some conversations with him, but we might approach him. Uh, well, yes. He I owes mean, me a game of cards, so. Yes, we'll we'll talk to him. Okay, we can make that happen. And and just anything like the nighttime actions that normally happen. I mean, with the crazy partying that's going on, there's plenty of opportunity to take some night, multiple nighttime actions if you want to. So so Torlin, I guess with Truco, you you go and seek out. Conic bar, <clears throat> right? He's he's already got a cup of grog with him and everything. He's got a not a bad. He's got a slight gash kind of like on a on his shoulder and in his front through his armor a little bit, but he doesn't seem too worse for wear. <clears throat> and he, hey, 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 that's a great battle car you have there. You know the way that Rosie tells me tells it. Uh, you managed to take down five of those those poor merchants who never had it saw it coming. Oh, she is, she is divine. I like her more. I was just going to go with three, but five, sure. That'll be excellent. That'll be even better. I think I got a story to tell, given uh, you're, you are getting some reputation already with, uh, upon the sea, alongside other great abilities of yours, right? One of them, which might come in handy to us. Are you interested? <clears throat> Depends on what it is. Well, and I look at Torlan. Uh, yes, at this well. point in time, I mean, it's it's been uh, a couple weeks. You've had, you know, Dana has had kind of more interaction with him or not. You can certainly tell that he's womanizer is not the right word, but he's definitely very flirtatious with the ladies. He's always accosting Dana and Sandara and some of the other ladies of the crew, and it doesn't seem to ever even matter what race they are either. If you're if you're female. He, he pays attention to you. And so that's something that you would have noticed from him as well. And and you could also definitely tell that he's pretty, he's definitely, he's very self-interested and self-absorbed, full of himself a bit. So so those are some things that you would you would have known about him over the course right. of the last couple of weeks. Well, here's my, our idea, a conquer And maybe you noticed a little bit of a spring in your step during that fight. Uh, a little bit, feeling a little spry for your your gnomish age. Are you? How old are you? Are you uh, younger gnomish than me? Age? Older than me? Probably, right? Not in the slightest. I haven't even hit my seventieth year yet. Ah, oh, but the wisdom that you have—I could have sworn that you were uh, my elder by far. Well, anyways, flattery comes from smart men, and he takes a pull on his grog. <laughs> Oh, well spoken. You see that little uh, that little spring in your step there that came from my my bardic playing there. So I had my my eye out for you during the battle. You see. Now you mm. saying this at this point, there there is no outward indication you have given me during any of your sessions that any of the magic that you cast is obvious. That's true. Uh, but this is Torlin so, telling him that. Okay. I mean, I presume that you would, if you're affected by it, you would feel the difference. I mean, there's, there's got to at least be some that, sort that of. That would uh, be true, but no. Yeah. But I'm just saying, no, nobody. Ne- you've, you've, 
the, the way magic works, you've kept, you've effectively kept it fairly hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you no, want to express I, I, it out loud to him now, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Come, come, what may, I'm informing him that you know I've been uh, casting some magic with my harp. <clears throat> it's uh, it's kinda, a magic harp, you see. It is quite interesting. That that might explain some things I've seen from you over the last couple of weeks. Excellent. Well, thank you for that. I wonder um, what I, uh, it might explain. I take it that's the reason that this is not much deeper. Uh, yes, yes, that's my point exactly. So, you see, I've got your back and, well, we kind of expect you to have ours when we uh, come asking, which is, you know, right now. And uh, there's something else I think I might be able to help you with as well. Your woman troubles, perhaps. I have the ear of Dana, you know. <laughs> I might be able to give you some advice in that matter. So, so out with it, out with it, lad. What is it that you want? Not that, that I've already, you can consider that I've paid you the half up front. That comes later after you give, oh, yes, you're asking what I want. Well, yes, we'll give you the, uh, the advice after you've, you've done the favor for us. So we're looking for you to try and pry some, some information out of Master Scourge and see if he in, in fact had, <coughs> set his syncophants after me in that uh, ill-fated encounter down in the hold that I'm sure you've heard about. He kind of looks at you, do you you think I'm daft to approach him to try and find out his means and motivations as a swab? I mean, Ah. just get him drunk and listen to what he has to say. I'm sure he's... No, 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 no. Clearly, for as good as the tales as you tell, you don't know how to work people very well, do you? You don't go to the lion's den to check its teeth. You go talk to the cubs first. Dana just has a does like brave people. I would say. Yeah, I don't know no, if no, no, uh, no. You, like... you, you misunderstand me. I will find out, but I'm not talking to Master Scourge. As long oh. as you have a way to get it done, I don't really give a bilge's rat's ass the way it's it happens. Excellent. Well, I'll see what I can do for you, boys. And he holds up his tanker to uh, toast with you all. Hi. Cheers. Is there anything Russ and Dana have been up to or want to get involved in? Any nighttime actions or something else in particular? I think I think Dana's down in the down in the uh, wherever people are are pouring drinks. I'm going to fill a mug straight to the top and just find find a table emptiest one i can and and sit there with my very very full drink and and have at it russ is okay. gonna go talk to Sindara, check in on her okay you f- you find her on the uh, storm reaver incidentally the celebration is going on on both ships right since they're they're tied together and attached a lot of the work has been done and, and most of the cargo has been transferred over from as much cargo as possible has been transferred over from Majestic Griffin to the Storm River. It's been quite a big haul. Do you find a Sindara topside on the deck on the Storm River, on the main deck? Figured you'd be busy patching up hurt and all. I did quite a bit of work earlier. They put you in the boarding action? We were all part of the boarding action, pretty much. Only a few people were left over on the Storm River. It seemed like a strange thing. Send your your medic's assistant over on boarding action, but that's that's the prince's call, not mine. But 
Uh, well, I, I wouldn't say that I'm officially a, a medic here on board. Acrilli's got that title. That's true. That's true. But you've been helping out a lot in that regard. I also just know that you told me you are uh, your fisherman's daughter. I just didn't know if you'd ever seen a combat like that. Just wanted to make sure you're mentally, you know, all still doing all right. The Lazar principalities are somewhat of a violent place, so it's not the first time I've seen something like this. But no, I I did not intend to come out here and be a pirate with the likes of the Cloud Reavers. No, not, that's, uh, that's good. Pirating is is an awful thing, and people shouldn't aspire to that. But she she kind of she kind of chuckles, and she's just like, I, I'm sure more than half of the people in Lazar aren't going to agree with that statement. That's probably true, and. I know that's probably weird, but where I come from, that's not really... Well, the part about not wanting to be a pirate is probably the more true end of those things. But well, if you're if you're holding up fine, then just keep keep making the rounds. Yeah, just take a little break. I'm uh, not as interested in celebrating, but uh, if Torlin has some songs later on or Rosie with her fiddle, I would be interested in that. Oh, Torlin, I don't have songs. <laughs> uh, how did you fare during the fighting? Man, I did all right. We we took the quarter deck. Prince ordered, no scratches on me, so didn't need any help from from you or the surgeon. But you know, sermon, certainly some of them did. I think uh, okay. I think that's all Russ has. So all right. Dana wants to wants to catch up with Torlin in the midst of these celebrations before we put on a a song or two. And and if he's willing, I would like to join in on the song. Well, how, what am I going to write this song if I'm talking in character? All right. What just, you got? Just, I, I want to have just a short interaction. I don't know if Alber is in the in the deck or is celebrating with us. Yes, Alber is. Alber was heavily used in transferring the cargo from over there. He's got some blood on him, some scratches and stuff like that. He was involved in the boarding action as well. All right. No, I would just approach him and say, Hey, Alber, how's it doing? Oh, cat friend. Welcome. He kind of like pats you pretty hard awkwardly on the back. Yeah, how, how things went? How, how do you, did you fare on the fight? Good, good. Got to fight. Good. Smash some people. Oh, that's great. And I approached like a, a high five to, to like kind of like stain like that. And he kind of he kind of cocks his head and he just puts his hand up the same as you. All right. But he doesn't uh, he doesn't push it forward to high high five or anything. I would just like jump. And, and like meet meet him like where he is, <laughs> like he, he kind of looks he kind of looks odd. Uh, Albert. Yeah, they will be singing now. So if you wait a minute, like we, we can like they will be fine. Just that that interaction. Okay, Dana and Torlin. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just hanging out at a table, drinking and thinking, kind of just just watching the room to see what's doing. Aside from like revelry, I guess I'm just watching the revelry and and waiting for Torlin. Torlin comes up. He's got <laughs> his his beard in his cup. It's a little bit wet. I I smile. And just, yeah, I smile and reach out and and flip it out of the cup. Oh, well, thank you. I didn't didn't see that there. But you yeah. ever get the uh, you know the. The beard in your mustache sometimes, and it f- stays wet for a while, and it feels really nice. No, I can't say I've ever had that problem, Uncle, but it happens to you all the time, and that's why I'm here. Well, uh, maybe when you're older. <laughs> Doesn't, well... 
doesn't entirely work that way for humans. Uh, but uh, well, why not? We'll we'll put some hair on that on that chin yet. I've got enough things on my face right now, Torlin. Oh yes. Uh, how is that going for you? Well, no one seems to be terribly concerned about it yet, which I suppose is is a good thing. Torlin, do I? Are there any like little mirrors or buckets of water anywhere on board? Like handy? My drink's a little murky. Uh, try and find something for you. That's a question for the DM. If there's like a bucket of water, I, mean, I can I've, look in. Yeah, of course. There's something. You're you. You have access to the galley. Yeah. Feel free to make it happen. I just like. Yeah, I look in a bucket of water to see my reflection to see exactly what is going on here, and I just close my eyes and say. <laughs> This has got to be the second fucking cruelest joke that's ever happened in my life, Torlin. But... Uh, what's well, the third? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I suppose the third one is winding up here. We'll hold out for number four before long, I'm sure. Don't say that to your, your godfather. I'm not that bad company. Oh, oh Torlin, I'm... How, how drunk are you right now? I'm a pretty good listener, aren't I? You are. What? <laughs> Why don't we give him a song, hey? Oh, yes, I've been working on one. <clears throat> Thinking about something with uh, Stormbeard and, and the new Sir Wizard. <laughs> Stormbeard and the what? The, the new Sir Wizard. Okay. I'm... I still need some work. Well, we we can do one of uh, we can do one of the old ones. It's probably a good idea with that. Uh, <clears throat> just being my my fourth cup and all. Only four, and you're like this. You're slipping, old man. Well, you know, I think almost getting bested in that drinking contest by Sir Wizard kind of got me shaking in on my on my drinking throne, something along those lines. Oh, hell. Don't worry, I'll I'll cover for both of us. Anyways, come on, let's let's give the people a song. Uh, so I am going to take my D6 in performance because I just had an epiphany that wait, I'm kind of drunk, so really I'm not that bad a singer after all. Ah, oh, that's good. All right, hey, adventure card. You played adventure card epiphany. Something you never understood before suddenly clicks. You gain a D6 in any skill you choose from the remainder of this game session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can throw a mm-hmm. performance <laughs> on there. Well, I think that Torlin, you know, if we're looking for an old song, he'd want one fitting the occasion. So he'll sing one about a uh, <clears throat> a a independent dwarven ship that managed to escape some of those five nation sailors during the war, or something along those lines. Because <laughs> these are free spirited type folks, and they like to <clears throat> not hear old songs about brelish sailors and serent sailors. Sure. So is Dana supporting Torlin then? Uh, don't know if I don't know if Dana would know that song. I think she'll bust out her own. Yeah, we can do a uh, two-part uh, accompaniment. But you can do the chorus on the first one, and I'll do the chorus on the second one. It goes like this, and you know. <clears throat> and and Rosie helps you out as well as usual. 
I think. She's too drunk. She, I mean, she's playing well, but... Uh, At least she can cuss well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, I gave you all bennies for the various interactions or whatnot, role-playing. Rosie gets a two on her performance check. Should I roll so, one? So, yeah, you can... Yeah, each of you make your performance rolls. Uh, it's a six. I'm going to go for some more than that. We want at least two raises. A two is terrible. That's also a two. Am I uh, Am I still fatigued, by the uh, way? You appear fatigued. Yes, you have. Uh, well, fatigue. It's on fatigue my sheet. The, uh, but yeah. yeah. At the moment, yes, it will go away in short order. But at least when you first start playing. Right on. Let's spend some more bennies, why don't we? That's a five. That's not good enough. That's a two. Still not good enough. Wow. That's a critical Come failure. On. There you go. Well, that's, got a seven. that's entertaining. Five I, I'm going to hold with a seven. Well, that's oh. a support roll. You're going to support my failure. That's no, so it's great. Not a support. No, it's not a support roll. I'm doing uh, my own. Uh, She's doing I her own. own I have my own war songs for the occasion. You've outdone me, goddaughter. I can't believe it. So what happens to Torlin? I get a sense. I mean, you, you, how you've been playing him now, kind of get the sense of what happens to him. Well, you know, he starts to sing this, uh, this song about uh, Syrian sailors, and he just kind of forgets the lyrics and starts to try and improvise, and and it just totally doesn't hit the mark, and it winds up being a tune about, you know, how about this shit got caught, and the, you know, the Syrian navy was was the best all along. <clears throat> And he keeps pause, and he keeps stopping in the middle of it to pull his tankard, pull pull another swig. You know, Can so it's I not a continuous song. Can I narratively say that I just then like step in front and and start a song while he's drinking? Sure. And I think I kind of imagine at some point Torlin might even pass out. That's a good reaction to a crit failure. Oh, yeah. Before, though, I kind of like look off at Conkabar's, you know, gnomish horror, and I'll just say, the magic in the harp only works sometimes. And then I'll just kind of collapse into a table. And your song goes pretty well, Dana, and is received pretty well, especially since Torlin couldn't quite keep it together tonight and handle it. (laughs) I got all the bad uh, luck out again, so I can, you know, get some more good damage rolls. There you go. That's That's the spirit. So is there, so essentially the party kind of goes through the night, you know, and kind of into the day. Yeah. There's going to be at least like 24 hours, 36 hours of kind of merriment and partying and loot handling and all that kind of stuff on the ship. If I'd, I'd like to, at some point during that 24 hours, catch up with Russ, and uh, if anyone's uh, selling me to Conic Bar for information, I do want to hear about it. <laughs> well, nobody said anything to you, so... Nope, nobody said anything to me. I, I'm oblivious to this plan, but I do want to catch up with Russ at some point. Incidentally or not, you've uh, sabotaged Torlin's <laughs> Yeah, but no, I, 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 the Truco will probably s- s- sleep, like, like, or like, do like talk to talk to Dane at some point after after the performance you really hold that up really well I mean given your godfather down there at the floor but great performance he taught me a thing or two yeah yeah by the way we do talk to Conobar you probably have to you have you will have to we kind of 
uh, we didn't sell you to Kanak Bar. We kind of like did like some of the like just try to be more flirtatious with him later just to pay up our debts. Okay, bye. And just leave the conversation. <laughs> and I will go to. I was trying to like after that going to the like the place where whatever the loot is being held and try to sneak in there at some point. Well, certainly the majority of the loot is actual cargo, right? It's not right. like loot in the terms of gold or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the cargo and goods that was being held on the ship. That's how the that's how most of it's being determined. Give me a notice check. All right. I was saying like after the conversation between Dana and Russ. Sorry, I'm in self roll. That was that was a tree, which I will banny. Why not? Mm-hmm. That's another tree, which I will banny. Why not? That's a five. You would notice on the ship that certainly the officers were collecting most of the loot, so you didn't necessarily see where they took it, but you suspect where they have it would either be in the captain's cabin or one of the officers' quarters. All right. Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Get you, Ellie. I mean, you want to have your thing with yeah. Kevin or at, at some point during okay. the revelry, whether it's tonight or in the morning. Dana, Dana would see, would go seek out Russ. Where might she find him, Russ? Uh, if this is like after the singing, but you know, maybe everybody's staying up a little late. But Russ is going to be. Everybody's not staying up a little bit late. They're staying up very late. Like uh, I said, the, the partying's going on at least like twenty-four hours. Yeah, yeah. Russ <laughs> is on the exterior deck in the middle of the night. Has his cup, but it's it's empty and been empty for a while. But he's off. Uh, he's off being sulky and being by himself, probably on the starboard forward deck of the majestic Griffin. So he's got mm-hmm. ocean view. Yeah, and I, and I approach and I I make sure that I'm not walking quietly. You know, creaking the planks on purpose that I don't sneak up on him. And I just come over and stand at the rail with my own basically empty mug and say, "You're good in the melee. That was well done." Yeah, you represented House Denaith pretty well yourself. <laughs> wasn't wasn't trying to, but and and I don't intend to going forward. This I'm not I'm not one of them. I want to. I just I just worked for them. Right. All right, sir. Anyways, yeah, you you did good and uh, down boots on the ground. Wasn't expecting that from a flyer. So cheers. Oh. Oh, I mean, we still got trained in, in CQC, not nearly as much as as some of the, the infantry grunts, but we had to be ready for, for certain close quarters engagements. Mm, makes sense. And that that, uh, that that fire, was that you too? Yeah. Yeah. Weren't expecting that. Don't think haven't I can do that again. I haven't seen one of those in in five years. It's a sight. Why, did you, why didn't you let them go? We had no quarrel with them. Hatton orders. Hatton's orders. He said, "Stop from leaving." I stopped him from leaving. You want to know the reason I'm not one of them, Russ? I get the feeling I'm about to be told. There were a few too many members of the family, as it were, who who did a lot of things in the name of just doing their job and following orders. We can all do better than that. Good advice. And uh, there's certain kind of people who who need that advice and take that advice and listen to that advice, but. I just want to get back to land. We all just want to get back to land. As far as I see it, following orders is the way to do it. Besides, I was a little dingy going to get away from 
from an operational Cloud Reaver ship. They'd had no chance. They have no wind. They'd only have ore power. They wouldn't have stood a chance. That cannon would have been bearing down on them before they could have even got halfway out of range. I did any of them people trying to flee a favor. They would have been shark food. Nina thinks for a second and says, you know, I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. You're right. Uh, didn't didn't mean to come up here to, to scold you or anything. Just, well, it's been a hell of a day. I'd drink to that, but afraid I'm, I'm all drunk out for the night. Uh, you Nothing good, wrong with that either. You have a good what? night, Miss Dana. <laughs> it's, it's just Dana. Sure thing, Dana. We want to do a nighttime action there, Truco? Uh, yes. Question. Is the captain... What you mentioned is that the the cargo or probably the, the most important staff will be with the officers? Particularly with uh, the captain? captain or... Kind of like the easy, the, the easily lootable, wearable stuff that any of the sailors might have been having, or something that the captain might have had. It's probably with the officers. The the cargo seems that most of the cargo actually was uh, a lot of cloth work, a lot of silk, and some trade trade goods in that regard. That's the stuff that's down in the hold. All right. So let's do another thing. Is this the kind of the ship that that the captain quarters? are kind of like they have like some sort of balcony on the i don't know how to say like the back of the ship but i don't uh, know if that's the case give me a common knowledge check right on the stern of the ship common knowledge before let's see oh, that's quite nice a double ace for an 11. yeah at one point in time you were hanging out some of the rigging and everything you kind of see that if you i'm not gonna pull you in but if you look to the aft of the storm reaver down here if you zoom out and look for my little pin yeah i see um you can see yeah back here you you've been out here one night and there's there is a balcony because the captain's uh cabin is right below the poop deck all right so i I was thinking of maybe taking the opportunity of the celebration and truco will pro like after after four hours, which is the time that his shifter form, he has to wait to, to take his shifter form again. And to get off at some point, get kind of off the ship into the, the hole or yeah, the hole or the, I mean, the the side of the ship is one of the sides and climb to the stern of the ship into approaching the balcony, not entering, but approaching stealthily. I would also say with that with that common knowledge check, you would have also noticed you've been on the ship long enough, especially with Jake's magpie's death in the first day, um, that the likes of Prince Rockface, if she's had time to count the loot, she knows what she has. And if she finds anything missing, there could be consequent severe consequences. Oh, for yeah, I'm not looking for loot at this point. I'm more okay. in the search of uh, potential information that might be up in the cabinet's quarters. Yeah. So go ahead and give me a stealth roll. All right. Followed by, I'll give you a plus one of the stealth roll for athletics. Uh, since you're climbing out. All right. You mean I do roll athletics or? No, just add one to your stealth roll. 
All right, that'll be a nine. You managed to stealthily climb in through the balcony. There's there's a little balcony with a couple chairs out there, a door and a couple windows into the captain's cabinet cabin. The captain's cabin is pretty large and spacious and kind of posh in terms of a ship. It's concerned, right? You can see there's a well. Give me a notice roll first. All right. Oh, critical failure. Critical. The captain's cabin. Uh, yeah. I see the meaning of a parrot in your future soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, since you passed your stealth roll with the rays, so what happens? I mean, so there's a balcony with a couple chairs, right? There's a there's a very small door in front of you leading to the captain's cabin and a couple of windows. You peer through the window real quick. You see some candles and stuff like that. You see a bed, a couple chests, a store locker, what appears to be like a whole bathroom kind of sealed off in one corner, a desk with a bunch of writing stuff. And you kind of go over to the door and you're just about to open the door and you see the front door leading in from the deck opens up at that time, right? And at that moment, just in in being flustered, like, oh crap, the captain's here. You kind of like duck down, but trip back slightly and actually pitch back over the balcony into the water and go swimming for the evening. Really? Okay. Yeah. You swimming like behind the ship and try to get it. Well, the ship is going slowly. The current is taking the ships, but there's no active since since they're attached together. So you kind of realize that you know eh, maybe it might not be good trying to get into the the captain's place, and so your Uh, your evening activity doesn't quite work out. All right, all right. Another time, getting back into the ship, all all wet, and. It's at this point, we will take a break for the evening. When we come back from break, we'll go through whatever advance everybody takes. What is everybody taking for their advancement? Dorland is uh, taking a nice little attribute bonus here to his vigor because he probably will be rolling a lot of those over the course of the campaign. Didn't you already boost one of your Is this our, our second or our third edge? Second. Like I have, this will be the second. Uh, yeah, I have oh, okay. on my planner the first one. that I'm going to take a bigger D8, and it's currently a D6. Okay. I, I did take as kind of like your your two things that you can do if you have the full hindrance loadout. I took an attribute boost as well as my, my edge, <laughs> as opposed to two edges. Yeah, I mean... I- Normally in a campaign, I advance much quicker than this, but like I told you all when we started, the first part was going to be very slow advancements. Things will start speeding up soon here. So you take a D and Vigor. What else? Uh, Russ is going to take the Power Surge Edge. Talking Power about surge. that one for a while. What does that one do? But when Russ draws a Joker, I think in combat, I don't I'll have to check and see if it's like that stipulated. But let's just say, yeah, when Rustric draws a Joker for initiative in combat, he gets 10 power points. Nice. Up to your maximum, right? Correct. Yes. Truco? In Truco's case, given the um, successful boarding, Truco feels well, like, really spirited, I would say, or with a big spirit from him. So he will take it, plus another size on the spirit die to a d8. In okay. line with that, Torlin is getting his vigor boost from all this grog he's drinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has to be an explanation. So, yeah. Yeah, spirit, be it. I think Dana's take... 
think it's obvious what Dana's taking. Dana is taking our uh, custom Savage Eberron Mark of the Sentinel Edge. Yeah, and actually during the course of this, it made me rethink Dragon Marks a little bit and I'm uh, tweak them a bit more. She's taking the Dragon Mark of Sentinel Powers Edge. There is going to be a Dragon Mark Sentinel Skills Edge that gives boost to various skills. And I'll be writing a blog article about this for the coming week. Kind of how I envision Dragon Marks in my Savage Eberron. Where it will be, uh... That's nice. You just wrote a blog article. And you put it yeah, out the past week. Release. Yeah, yeah you're, you're living in the past, Phil. <laughs> uh, you're right. <laughs> At some so by point... By the time this episode comes out, there will be, you have had yeah. the article to read. So, so you know, like 20, uh, you know... 24 hours kind of passes. I mean, you guys party into the night, into the following day, and kind of during the day. During, you know, the late evening, next session, uh, or next day. I need to remember to advance the calendar. It's now the 7th of Olorun. The cap... No, that's not... We're not going to have that happen yet. So, Torlin, you know, in the evening, which typically would be bloody hour, you are given your six lashes for murder. Everybody can actually... Speaking of which, you can remove your level of fatigue... Everybody can regain their power points if they have expended them. Well, I might replace it with a level of fatigue, right? No, not necessarily. Make make a vigor check. Yeah, that's a plus one? Okay, well, I will re-roll it anyways, because the two won't be enough. That would be an eight with a plus one. Yeah, you make it through your beating, your whipping, well enough. Scourge, Master Scourge seems to really enjoy it, as usual. I'd be sad Um, if he didn't. Later on in the evening, you know, revelry is still going on and whatnot, but Bar seeks you out, Torlin. Ah, Bar. Oi, uh, you, you sobered up? Uh, a little bit. I think I've had an hour. That's like, what, uh, five drinks sober for a dwarf? Uh, you, I mean, I was looking forward to your songs, and then you went and got drunk last night, and been out of commission for much of the day, but ah, either this may. Oh, this so, is the next day. Yeah, this this is this is well into the next evening. Okay. So you know, it's effectively like twenty four hours later, and he, he kind of pulls you off to the side, someplace a bit more private. So I, I haven't necessarily got confirmation. I would say that uh, Master Scourge tried to kill you, but I would suspect that he did. He he seems to hate you all, especially you and Truco. He can't. St- Stand you two. So I, 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 I don't quite have confirmation, but I, I believe he would have set, he set those, uh, those three against you down in the bilges, put you down there intentionally with him. But uh, other interesting thing, kind of what I've heard from the whispers of the crew, Prince Rockface has taken the majestic Griffin for the Cloud Reavers, and he's mm. going to give Mr. Lager the captaincy of that ship. Is that right? <laughs> that's that's the rumor I hear, and so I, I imagine. My good boy, you're going to have one of two scenarios that are going to come up. Either they're not going to pick you for your crew to get rid of you, and you're going to be stuck with Prince Rockface, or he's taken with your crew. He's going to take you with his crew, or she's going to take you with her crew, maybe to finish the job. And I imagine that, I mean, I don't know if uh, Master Scourge is really that of a conniving individual, but he'd probably try and split us up if if that was in the in the works. This is good. He's bitter that he's not doesn't have more of his orc blood. He's got too much of a thin, frail human blood. He's uh, 
He's more nasty than conniving. He is cunning, but splitting up or not. You don't think he'd he, do it, huh? I don't know or not, but he definitely would. He likes to inflict pain. And what about you? You want to wind up with the rest of us on Scourge's ship, or you, you'd rather have it on uh, Rockface? <clears throat> In all honesty, I'd rather serve under Rockface than, Master, than Mr. Lagra. She's a better orc she is, and Master Scourge is even worse. But the truth of it, lad, is I don't think I have a choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure that any of us really do. <clears throat> I would agree with that completely. Well, that is for your uh, your payment. I don't know, do you want it from the horse's mouth, or do you just want my advice? Do, what do you mean, do I want what from the horse's mouth? Well, I suppose I could put in a good word for you, and uh, convince Dana to try and, you know, what's the word? Really, the word's not coming to me. <laughs> is the word that dirty? You just can't think of it? Because I don't imagine that that's the case with you. <laughs> Don't do this to me in character. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have these English English pauses sometimes where my vocab just stops. Now, Torlin's trying to say, like, for to convince Dana to, to give him some time, I suppose. It doesn't... I'm not saying anything that's sensical. Somebody help me out. What am I trying to say? You're, I'm not uh, helping you with shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody knows what I'm trying to uh, get across. Uh, you want to create opportunities. Uh, yeah, create an opportunity. Uh, you know, have her give you an opportunity. Sounds as opposed like to just shutting you down every second. Like she's been telling me she's been doing. Let's go full high school. We'll, we'll make, we'll make Dana go out on a date <laughs> with Kodakbar. Yeah, how about a date up in the uh, crow's nest? We just have thrown next week. These I are all things, things that are certainly that in within my power to grant. <laughs> Just tell me what you're what you want. Yeah, he he looks forward to you putting in a good word with Dana. <laughs> okay. Oh man, this is gonna be tough for me not to edit any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Why would oh, you? No, no, that's that's editing. staying in. You made your bed here, my friend. That's yeah, I'm giving you a Benny. I'm giving you Benny for selling Dana. It had to be done. It's the only way. <laughs> I don't know why you all hate it's me, pirates. but I hate you too. Um. All right. Well, Torlin, you know, first chance he's gonna give that information to the others in a secretive fashion that others will not overhear us. Okay. And so you share that. You share that information. I mean, there's still enough of a party going on, and you've got two ships now that there's opportunity to create a space for y'all. So Logra's going to take the Griffin and Scourge. Do you know anyone of anyone else? I'm just repeating what uh, old Conakbar said. Conakbar is being very free with information tonight. I uh, suppose he so. He doesn't give anything for free, Torlin. Well, do you know, I, I paid him in advance with my heart playing. So, he was he willing to, to do this favor for us in return. Uncle, you didn't play last night. You are flying your ass drunk. Uh, no, no, Dad. Before that, when we were fighting. Ah, ah, I see. Well, that's, that, that's good. Wow. Well, 
like you say, we just best not get split up. Anything that's that's number one. We are in this in this conversation. Yeah, sure. Okay. Do you all have any ideas? Uh, I mean, I don't know if really there's anything. As far as I'm concerned, I can do about that. Well, but as far as we know, we'll go with Lagra, right? Won't go with Rockface. Oh, probably. Just, just thinking what what would be our best position to be in. I mean, if, if, if we the prince is sweet on me and, you know, Scourge wants the rest of you, there's nothing I can do. Uh, fair enough. Uh, look, we... It was a joke. It was a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure that I go wherever you go, Dana. Don't you worry. I know, but... Except on your date with Conic Bar. I don't want anything to do with that. I, I was thinking about how though I should, you know, bring it to your attention, but that was the uh, the price of Conic Bar's information. So, sorry. I'm sorry. You're going to have to explain this to me. Well, I'm not very clever, so the only way I could get information from Conic Bar was to to offer you giving an opportunity to him to work his wiles upon you. So you're just going to have to kind of bear with him for a, I don't know. Maybe it won't be so bad. Maybe you can listen to some of his tales and, and give him a kiss on the cheek or something like that. My eye starts twitching and my mark starts to glow just a little bit. <laughs> I just I just stare daggers at Torlin and say... Well, that's that that that's good, Uncle. You you know I haven't been on a date in five years. I'm sure it will do me very well. Ooh, okay. I'm sorry, but this is good information, you know, that we've that we've got in here. Oh, <laughs> it is. Just next time. Uh, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> well, I'll take care of it. Well, you're going on a date with Conagbar. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 real nice, Russ. Yep. We'll, we'll have a great time. I'm sure I'll I'll forget all about the rest of you. We'll grab a longboat and make for Port Virgin. You'll never see us again. It will be a scandal. What about you, Ruskell? That uh, that fire stick you got there, that's pretty handy, isn't it? And light cigarettes, if we ever find some. Thanks. Sure, not cigarettes. Is it cigars in, in, in this Eberron? Uh, I'm thinking it's pipe smoking. That's the, Fair enough. what the deal is. Sure. Well, I, I don't know if I could ever focus magic quite so acutely to light a pipe, but more than happy to try. Hmm. I'll volunteer to be your your guinea pig. No, let's not do that. That's that's a bad idea. Also, the fire that's not happening. I don't know if that's going to happen ever again. That was quite impressive. Same. You did it once you. before. You did it yesterday. You never know what's in the future. Yeah, true. Anyways, we first things first, we just make sure that the four of us don't get split up. If we can get anyone else to to come with us, that's that's real good. If I might as well put this to good use if we can't get Conic Bar, he can I hate to say it, he can handle himself in a fight and he knows how to how, probably knows how to handle himself in port as well. He's a shitty sailor, I have to say, from what I saw. But, uh, uh, I mean, he has a new scar, which gives him gives him some good looking. Just imagine, yeah, I mean, it's Conagbar, Sandara, maybe Over. Over would be nice to, to have them on the same boat, I mean. Um, it would be good to get him out from under this crew's thumb. 
Yeah, I guess they are pretty badly. If only we could trust him, I think he'd be a half-decent quartermaster. The more in the procurement side of things, then, then you know, I don't know, maybe he's good with books. <laughs> well, there's... You've you've gotten cozy with Rosie Cuswell and, and Scrimshaw, haven't you? Rosie? Oh, I wish. Uh, Scrimshaw, a little bit. I guess she had my back that uh, that one time. Oh, it, it was very clear when you got Rosie's fiddle back that you became one of her good friends. And ever since, so there, there's no question that Rosie's your f- friend. Oh yeah, Torlin meant in a in a different manner there. Okay. Uh, if uh, just wanted to clarify that in case there was a little error of confusion or anything, continue. <laughs> Someone as feisty as her can't handle herself in a scrape. I'll be very surprised. Indeed. Do you know when this is happening? I don't know. Probably Did Conic Bar tell me? I, it's, it's these are all rumors. So probably, probably soon oh. enough, right? As soon we as are... the ship is shipshape. Oh right, we have to. There are probably some reparations there. Actually, yeah, that's something he would have said. He said he believes it's happening tomorrow, tomorrow morning. All right. Okay. I think we should split up. Get the people we need to get and see what we can do about all getting over that ship together. Yeah. Any way we can influence this in any shape or form? I have to say, I did. I you, you guys didn't notice, but I did got into a pretty good stand with our prince on that last battle. I don't know. Maybe that may serve myself in some shape or form. I get away from her, Truco. Yeah, but if. If he takes us in good steam, maybe he lets us decide. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I guess if she doesn't like us, I don't know if she would probably prefer us to be here or to be the ship in the other. I don't know. Well, let's um, let's see what we've got. Yeah, you've got Albert to talk to. Oh, I wait. You've you've got Rosie and and Scrimshaw. Anyone else? Sundara. I could get Sundara if we can. Yep. I've got. Conic bar apparently, and uh, you're forgetting well, Giffer. I, old Giffer tips. Giffer, I've, yeah, I've got a, I've got a good word in with Giffer, and, and uh, uh, I don't what, know. What Conic bar said is that Mr. Lagro was going to be picking a skeleton, skeleton crew. So when you say you're going to talk to them, what do you mean by that? I don't really. Yeah. Oh, maybe more in just the sense of trying to get people to. Volunteer. Trying to get people to talk Confirm. themselves about how, hey, I really hope I get to go over to the Majestic Griffin. Haven't I been, you know, aren't I such a good sailor? Conic well, Bar raised a good point. I mean, sure, it might be out easier to get out from underneath uh, old Scourge's thumb, but it certainly seems like a worse lot to be aboard that ship than this one, given his temperament. Well, I mean, he's not wrong about that, but the way I see it, if we have less of the officers, we have more of a chance of uh, overtaking the ones that there are. As you say, let's see how the day goes, see what, what uh, opportunity it brings us. I mean, I don't know if there's... Uh, you're not talking about talking about mutiny with all these swabs, are you? I can't see that going over well. I mean, if things happen, things happen, but... I think we just have to sit and wait for it to, for that to occur. That is exactly what I'm talking about, Torlin. I mean to take that ship. We've, we've got firepower. We've got friends 
And if I have to live with this and I point at my eye, might as well use it for something worthwhile. Give us a fighting chance. Well, that's what we came out here to do. So, I mean, I'm behind you. No, I didn't pick up about the meeting anything. Yeah, it's, we can technically, I don't know, maybe sneak into tonight. Whenever we confirm that everything is repaired and just do some really nasty shit to the river, to the stormy river. I mean, I don't, I don't, mm, sorry. And I would just look at the floor, like, like thinking of the ship. I didn't mean to, we aren't doing anything to the ship, right? We'll see if we need to. I I know you're fond of her, Truco, and she's a good vessel, but the yep. she doesn't deserve the people who are driving her right now. That I agree. So, what do you say, Resuin? Not a schemer. I'd... Not asking you to be. But if you need a wand hand, I'm here. That's all I need. All right, let's, let's get some rest and get moving. So, being potentially your last night on the Storm Reaver... Is there anything, any last thing anybody wanted to do on the ship? Any last nighttime actions before the morning comes? Uh, I mean, Torlin doesn't really have a mind for sabotage, so unless somebody else is suggesting <laughs> otherwise, he's going to get a good night's sleep in case, you know, things go down tomorrow. And I'm thinking any nighttime actions, mm-hmm. talking to anybody, trying to is steal the, anything, whatever. Guts. So you want to you want to try and talk to Fish Guts? I, I really want to try to talk to Fish Guts if this, in case it's the last time I see him. Truco or Russ? I'm going to see Albert again at some point. Is there anything Russ wants to do for the evening? Russ is turning in early. Okay. You find Fish Guts in the alley. He's, uh, or not alley, in the galley. He's got his head in his hands, just kind of like he, he's holding his head. What do you want, Lass? I, I pull up a stool and say very quietly, I just came to tell you I'm sorry. He kind of looks up. He's got some really bloodshot eyes. Um, sorry for what? For snapping at you like that before the boarding action. Weren't you didn't you didn't deserve it? Weren't your fault? Weren't your fault? What happened? What was gonna happen to Torlin? I was I was in a bad way, and you and you caught it. You don't you didn't owe me anything. Yeah, just wanted to clear the air. He kind of sticks his finger out towards you and goes, "See, the ship is poison." You don't need to be on it for very long before it starts to contaminate you. Well, I'm hoping I won't be on it for much longer. Kind of cocks his eyebrow and go, cocks an eyebrow and is like, oh. What, what's been my sense up to this point of, narratively speaking, of all the influence actions I've been working on fish cuts these past few months? Uh, and he's clearly been very friendly towards you. All right. So you're what? You're an officer. You must have heard that Mr. Logger is getting the, the majestic griffin. His eyes kind of narrow and he goes, officer in name. Well, I have good word I can trust that Mr. Logger is getting the majestic griffin with a skeleton crew. I mean to be on that crew. And if you want, I'll do my best to get you on that crew with me. If if you don't want, <laughs> I can't do anything. What in uh, Kyber makes you think you can have any influence in making sure anybody who's on board that ship or not if Mr. Logger is taking command of it. Well... You, you clearly overestimate your ability to influence Mr. Logger and just how much she seems to despise you. Well, I wink at him with my left eye and say, sometimes I'm good with words. Oh, last word comes to Mr. Logger and Master Scourge, I think sometimes you need to learn to keep your mouth shut. Well, 
We'll see what tomorrow takes us. If And if this is the last time I see, I just want to say thanks. Well enough. He nods. All right. Good, good night, fish guts. Don't uh, drink some more water. And Truco wanted to seek out Albert. You'll you'll need to sneak down there. Uh, yeah, sure. So go ahead and make a stealth roll. Uh, let's do some stealth. We need a six. Six? Okay. You find some time in the late evening and manage to make your way down to the uh, the cargo hold and find Albert, you know, chained up again, back down there with the pigs as usual. Right. Hey, 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 big guy, big guy. Ugh, cat, cat, hey. Albert. Ah, Albert. And I, and I do the same thing when I like get my hand like kind of on a high five again he, he he puts it up again and kind of you know like awkwardly no hear me out i need your help so if you you know we we have this fight now like this, this yeah i have no idea what you have in store but just as far as context and stuff remember he is chained up near oh, the door right. to the officer's quarters okay so here's how we go i'm gonna let you free i'm gonna take your shackles and you're gonna stay here just as if you weren't uh, like able to move as you are email yeah it says stay like this just just as you do have the the the, the things and Al- whatever you albert guard door no no yes. no one in door yes albert keeps guarding that door but if you hear or your smell if you smell fire hmm, or you hear uh commotions battle sounds many sounds right i want you to get out into the deck and run to the other ship that we just took give me gosh i don't want to do this give me uh give me persuasion check minus two now this is not necessarily to to talk him into it this is kind of also to see if he under even understands what you're saying yeah yeah i would i'm I'm that's what, that's why you're getting. That's why you're getting the minus twos. It's more about understanding. Uh, so persuasion, which is a D four. Hold on, I'm, I'm really two. weird. Can he take my buddies for this too? Uh, if you ever, if you ever take the common bond edge, then yes. <laughs> I will Benny this. I might look into that. That sounds like a. Uh, oh, that's an ace uh, on the D four. A good thing for a bard. That is a five, with the okay. minus two. Yeah, it is. So. Of course, Albert being a bit simple, there, there there's quite a bit of back and forth here, yeah, more than just what you just said, to Smell. really kind of right. get him. Now, you're by the time you're done, you th- you think he mostly understands, he mostly gets it. You're, okay. you, you still have doubt that either A, he would either remember, or B, he, he, com- he completely gets all the nuances that you're that you're suggesting. But you definitely kind of feel that he kind of, at least currently, he has the gist of what you're saying. All right. Yeah, all that, all that. Or maybe I just come down for you uh, whenever the time is right. But if you hear something and you, or fire, if fire, you go. Okay? Okay. And I will, Albert, yes. And I will take out my thieves tools and try Mm -hmm. to unshackle him or whatever he's been He's got a chain around his neck. A we'll chain. Okay, I will, if I'm able to. Do yeah, I roll for something? Make a roll. All right. Thievery roll. That is a five. Booyah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is not a complex lock at all. It's easy to unlock. 
Now, are you intending on like just unlocking him, completely unshackling him, or just leaving it unlocked so he can break free on his own? Yeah, just to leave it as it is, just lock, but without, I mean, unlock, but not open, right? Okay. And to say, remain, uh, remember, you are free, but you stay here uh, whenever the time is ready. Yeah, free, st stay here, guard door. Yes, uh, guard door. Come, come if fire, fight, fight, Albert fights. Albert yes. likes to fight. Yes, yes, maybe not so much fighting. Uh, maybe we have to run away, but but yes, whenever he's fighting. Okay, all right, so morning time comes, roll call comes in the morning, and it is not that one. <clears throat> and for roll call, actually, all the prisoners from the Majestic Griffin are brought up on deck. And there's, I mean, partially thanks to your guys' efforts, I mean, I think you guys incapacitated or turned unconscious seven at least seven eight or nine of the crew member so i mean there's there's like 20 25 sailors from the majestic griffin and prince rockface is up on the uh, up on the quarter deck leaning against the rail looking at all you and he goes all right you scurvy tars you've all done a right good job by me now we've got a second ship and she's quite the prize from the looks of her but i still only have one crew so here's the plan storm raver is going to sail on to our planned destination with some of our new shipmates here and you kind of see some of the the sailors from the griffin kind of looking at each other <clears throat> while mr lagra here is going to take a skeleton crew and sail the majestic griffin to port Crez. <clears throat> now for that work it's time to divvy up some loot for those of you who are going to go that uh, mr lagra has chosen for her crew and with that she calls out everybody's getting their share you come to find out a basic share was uh, 150 galifars so let nice. me find and and prince rockface kind of comes up to you four and goes for the work you did taking the quarter deck in the stern castle extra reward for you all and these potions and she hands you four potions to everyone and or no oh just to get it out it'll be easy enough there's two potions of uh major healing and a potion of minor invisibility hmm I count three, or yeah. did you say four or three? Right. I said was, three. Yeah, gotcha. Who who would like to take some or any of the potions? Or I don't know if Torla no wants is... to drink anything that uh, she gives him without I mean, a, if, an if appraisal. No else, if no one else is going for them, I'll uh, I'll bag the 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 potions in my satchel, but like also slip the invisibility one to Truco. Yeah, I mean, no, I feel confident enough that I don't need it, so. You All can right. take it. Alright. Maybe one potion of health. That, that just yeah, in you case. might you might need that, yeah. Take the potion yeah. of invisibility. I never know it could be useful. Alright. And this is her telling us that these are potions of uh you know, such and such. Not necessarily. There's there's they're labeled. There's there's no need for discovery here. Alright. Just keeping it simple there. Uh, well they're labeled, but I mean we can't really trust that their contents oh, are exactly. Incidentally, what that actually reminds as. me. Since this hasn't come up and you are new to Savage Worlds, you may have not figured this out. So make me a notice roll, Russ. This may be something that's going to be retconned. Ace on the D4, two aces that on the D4, three aces oh. on the Four aces, what? Four aces on the D4. We're at 18. I'll keep that. I don't know, maybe I should bend it. Need to get a thing I'm betting and throw like one bend? No, we're going to keep that. Yeah, good fail, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, Back on the deck when Truco took out all. The, so 
mechanic, this this would also work for Torlin, but Torlin was dealing with the bodies, so he probably wouldn't really have noticed anyways. But since you were taking care of those three prisoners and then Truco quickly took out those three trying to escape on the dinghy. So normally, just easily enough, if you have an arcane background, you can detect magic by taking an action and kind of focusing on items around you and notice if something is magical or not. It doesn't tell you what it is or what it does. That kind of requires more time with it, but that's essentially how you detect magical items. Make sense? Yeah. So given your 18, you would have, I would say, we could sort of kind of flavor this as like, you know, being in combat and stuff like that, you kind of got your senses up and there was a lull in combat. So you had an opportunity to kind of like look around and figure stuff out. You actually noticed that one of the sailors, what turned out later to be the first mate, they were carrying a, uh, a short spear that did radiate magic. That was definitely magical in some capacity. I meant to bring this up at the time, but forgot to. Would you have done anything with that? No, I don't think so. Short spear that radiated magic. Yeah, so it's clearly some sort of magical item of some sort. I No, I think it would have been surrendered to, to uh, the, the Cloud Reavers. I mean, okay. if I, w- I would say that Truco probably will, and I, and I can use a Benny if you, if you want, like Philip, to say like Truco did like pickpocket every every opportunity that he had, and, and I believe the first mate was one of one of the three that Truco did attack at the last time, right? Yeah, I don't know if, this, mm-hmm. uh, a, a spear seems beyond pickpocketing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, check it, check out, right? Like check, checking out because they were it's a magic collapsible time, so. spear. Yeah, yeah, I because I to identify it, it would probably take a lot of time and investigation, right? Not necessarily. I, I forget how. I know there's I like a power to identify, but Russ doesn't definitely does not have that. Yeah, there's the power identify. Otherwise, you have to spend uh, time with it. I do have yeah. means of. I forget how I did the ruling, but there there is means to discover the properties of a magical item as soon as you know it's magical. Outside of identify, it just takes longer. Yeah, no, I mean... Okay, so then in that case, there's that... Oh, here we go. There's a page down the bottom that goes into how you can identify powers of it. And so, and then Prince Rockface comes up to you, Truco, and she goes... I did see you saved my life. And for doing that, Mm -hmm. here, she hands out like this, this necklace amulet towards you and a short sword and inspect them. Certainly with some more talking and Russ's help, it is a, it's a magical short sword or cutlass, I should say, rather than short sword. And it is an amulet of natural armor. Oh. Cool. So you're giving those as a reward for saving Prince Micah. I do kind of like a reverence and say, it was just my mere obligations towards this beautiful ship and its captain, her captain. <clears throat> well, it didn't go unnoticed. And then you are all given for the prisoners you captured and your sheriff for holding the, the, the stern castle. You're all given an additional 75 gold, so you end up with uh, 200, an extra 225 gold as your share. So 375 total or 225 total? 225 total. 
But you start to get a sense of how she stays in charge. It's a good deal of charisma there. And she looks at Grok and goes, if any of these swabs still have gear with you, give them back the rest. Which I believe at this point, Dana, is only you. Have some it stuff still. It would be only me. Yeah. Now, and then she kind of, she goes towards the prisoners and stuff like that. <clears throat> and she's like, all right, now any of you swabs don't want to serve on the ship? And this one guy kind of like spits on the deck and goes, eh, never serve with you. And he goes, and the prince goes, that's just fine. And with that, she just like takes this rope and just wraps it around his head and then takes him and throws him over the edge of the ship. And you notice attached to the rope is a rock. And very quickly, like, the guy just kind of, like, disappears underneath the waves. <clears throat> well, any level of en- enchantment that I was getting out. Oh, there they go. <laughs> She's uh, a pirate. And with that kind of, like, the rest of them kind of clamor up. And a Master Scourge kind of comes up and he is... Oh, this one is complete then... Subjective is complete. How do I finish that? Master Scourge. You see Master Scourge calling out Rosie, Cuswell, Crimson Cog, Tamroth, Scrimshaw, as she kind of comes up. And then she she points to you, Russ, points to or he does, since Master Scourge, points to you, Truco, and goes, you're on board this too. And you see him, he's got this wicked grin on his face. And he goes, you dwarf, pointing to you, Torlin. And you get on that, Miss Big Fancy Pants. Now you're on this. You're on the Griffin as well. And she points and calls out three of the five of the former sailors of the Griffin as well. And you see an owlbear coming up on the deck as well and heading to the Griffin. And he calls out. He goes, "You got ten minutes to get your stuff and get onto the Griffin. Move." But well, I would like to spend a Benny to influence the story. I'm doing what? This is a, this is a dire sharks vessel. Um, it, it's been established that one of Dana's points of contact in the Lazar is the bartender at the Silver Eel in Port Verge, and I would like to spend a Benny to say that one of these sailors coming over with us is another person who frequents the Silver Eel. Whether or not we know each other closely, that is, I'm not gonna make a case for that one way or the other. A, a card that might help in this situation? It's like it's a good one. It's not like something ridiculous. I mean, you can always play. All right. Play adventure cards anytime. I mean, if you want to do that. But you'd have to give that to me for it to be. Oh, uh, right. For it to be what yeah, I want. And you, yeah, you already used it, your card, so if right? You're giving that, if you're giving that card to me, then. But, uh, then you, you, use, you can't play it, though. Go. You've already played a card this session. Right. Oh, right. Yes, I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, right. So, I mean, you can play that, but if it's a contact, you would have, Truco. Oh. Uh, I'd still like yeah, to, no, uh, I, w- I won't. I, I wouldn't do that, So I'd still like so a judgment on, uh, on spending a Benny to alter the scene or not. Yeah, go ahead and spend the Benny. All right. There you go. One Benny. Uh, now, roll me, uh, roll me any die. Call odds or evens. Better grog on the other ship. I'm going to call evens on this one. Let's do... Let's roll a D8, and that is a five. Okay. You recognize one of the pirates, very dark-skinned man that you've heard called Unau, 
Unao? Okay. Unao, I think. All right. You recognize him. What was the bar again? It's the Silver Eel. My uh, my good friend Sorry. Nil is the bartender there. Okay, yeah. You you recognize him, and so you guys have ten minutes to grab your gear and do anything else on the storm before you leave, as a bunch of activity starts to happen. Give give me notice roll. Everybody, everybody yeah. can give me notice roll. All right. That's another God. Those D. Jesus, stop it with the D four aces. <laughs> I mean, don't, but yeah. uh, <laughs> what that's are you uh, 11 for us. That was a two uh, for Torlin. That's a 10 for Dana. Same number for Tugo. Yeah, Torlin, you know how he is not being, as you call out this session, not necessarily being clever or anything like that. You know, he's he's already moving to go get his, his gear, which he has a lot of. So he, he's got a lot of stuff to take out of his footlocker. The rest of you kind of here. I mean, with that notice, you all notice that Aretta has been called to the Griffin. Fish Guts has been called. Salty, who you know is one of the sick fans of Mr. Lagra. Slippery Sill. Tilly has been called to the ship. Sundara, Rosie, Owlbear is coming aboard. Manheim, Crimson Cog, Conic Bar, as well as a number of sailors originally from the Griffin have all been called. And you can all tell right away that it's... It is definitely more of a skeleton crew. It's the the ship will be undermanned. All right. Uh, y'all grab your gear and head on over to the Griffin. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and as as we're making our way onto the ship, I just kind of I, I walk to brush like physically brush up against Unao and just give him a look and a nod. Tugu will probably um, approach the the main mast, place his hand on it, and just say out loud, "We will." I, I know, I'm certain that we will see each other again. Glorious, glorious friend. Ah, you have survived a lot. You probably will survive more. Uh, addressing the ship and heading out. I'll give you, give you a Benny for that. And... Wait, was there an owlbear in there somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently. Ah, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, which actually kind of makes sense because owlbear, when owlbear was first brought out, he was presented as somewhat of a pet of Mr. Lagros. Oh, okay. I thought it was more of like under Rockface command, but yeah, great. So you gotta wonder who uh, went down and Albear up and was like, oh, you're unchained. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm imagining like, I'm imagining like, I mean, I know, that, that scene where the, like, the throwing of people, maybe that was the commotion and he started running and he like came out of the deck, <laughs> like <laughs> sprinting. I don't know. No, just so you come out of the deck, Master Skirt goes. All right, you swabs. Y'all have the same duties. But he turns towards you, Dana, and goes, "Except you. You're a swab now. Fish guts has got the galley by himself. We don't have enough people for a cook's mate." And the storm Reaver kind of like puts up sail and starts to to separate from the Griffin, while Mister Logger kind of like has you all at the deck, kind of calling roll call, and she goes. All right, you dogs. <clears throat> and she actually kind of, she she makes a point of looking at you, Truco, <clears throat> when she says that. And I'm like, just about to respond, and I just repress myself. And she goes, discipline on the storm. And all of you, same jobs, except you, you're a swab as well. <clears throat> Pointing to you, Dana. And she calls out most of the, almost the whole crew of the Griffin, as swabs as well, 
a couple of them are riggers. She calls out his riggers. And Rhett is now our gunner. Master Scourge here's first mate. Patchy's boatswan, master at arms. Not Patchy, Salty. Patch Salty. Salty. Um, Patch <laughs> Salty Cochran. Cochranon. These dwarvish names. Man, so many consonants uh, and not enough vowels. I was in a campaign once where there was a one of the char- player characters was Patchy. That's why I keep on wanting to say that. Slippery Sills are quartermaster. Fish guts, you're confined to the galley. Now, no more of this lax discipline that's on the Storm Reaver. All crimes will be punished with the cat, not the whip. You all are working double duty because we are short manned. Nobody up on deck at night without express permission. There will be no grog rations. And she kind of turns and looks at you, Dana. And since this is a new ship with a new captain, and to keep you all in line, she kind of walks forward and takes it kind of like a sharp turn in front of Torlin. Murder still won't be tolerated. And she goes, hold out your hands. This is uh, Lagra or Scourge? This is Mr. Lagra. Now the captain of the Griffin. Okay, Torlin holds out his hands. She clasps one of the hands, or one of, one of your hands in a, in a manacle. And then she kind of sneers a little bit, and she goes, shackle yourself to the main mast. Is there like a rope or something that I'm supposed to do that with? With the other end of the manacle. <laughs> yeah, like what am I attaching it to? Around the mast, so you're hugging you're hugging the mast. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I'm going to need a little help reaching around the thing, probably. I don't know, no, how wide is not it? not liking those. There we go, that's better. Give me a spirit roll. <clears throat> Spirit roll. Hey, I'll spend a penny on it. Why not? That's a raise for a nine instead of a four. Now you notice as she's speaking this to you, you notice two things. One, you actually notice when she clasped one hand with the manacle, you felt the uh, the binding steel magical. actually sh- shrink a little bit to fit your wrist precisely. Ah. And you felt this strong compulsion to do exactly what she said without question, without fighting, without anything. And you you just barely managed to kind of like shake it off and keep that compulsion from happening. But she is staring at you. Just go to the mass now or do you want a cat? I told him, you know, he's following orders. He didn't, he didn't give any talk back. Orders is orders till they ain't. That's out of character. <laughs> and so yeah, they get you shackled up to the mast there. And she, Mr. Logger turns and looks at you, Dana, and she goes, <clears throat> any misbehaving? And not only will you get the cat, he gets keel hauled. <clears throat> and she looks at you and goes, scrub the deck. And, and what's, points at and you. what's he doing? Points at you, Rust, and goes, <clears throat> in the bilges. And points at you, Truco, and goes, Hauled your hollow lines today. You intend to leave Torlin chained up all day when we're shorthanded? That's three lashes at bloody hour for talking back. Get to work, Swab. Out of character, what's the time duration of of my powers versus being in an actual round? Just you look at the powers that'll tell you themselves, but I believe all the powers you have are for five rounds. So there it's less than a minute. Okay. 
you can confirm that by looking at him yourself. Yeah, it says, yeah, it's five. So five means rounds. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that it would explicitly call out minutes or hours? All right. I just, I just look at her and don't entirely smile, but my, my mark flares up a little bit and I smile a little bit and I turn to go get my bucket. And with that, we will end the session here. Thank you everybody for listening who is. Hope to have you back next week as we find out what happens to uh, Torland and our friendly crew here. Uh, well, I, I'm Ernesto and I was, and I did play Trugo this session. I'm Ellie and I played Dana. I'm Kevin playing Russ. And I'm Michael uh, with Torland. I'm your Dungeon Master Philip. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you.